0: Welcome to the Kemp Foundation podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm Katie and I'm going to be your host today. I'm joined by Eva Benker, who is one of the Kemp Foundation's um, businesses. She creates uh, macarons and today I'm going to be chatting with her in a bit more detail just to find out a bit more about her business. Here we go. <music> hi Eva thanks for joining us
1: thanks for having me I'm very excited
0: fab and right so so I started off by saying you are the macaron lady explain to me what does that mean
1: um so I've been called the macaron lady the macaron queen I love it I'm like adopting
0: we oh, We'll go, we'll go with queen things. I did I didn't mean to say it down we'll go we'll no go with no queen. you're not the
1: only one that calls me that so <laughs> Um, so I make macarons, which for if you don't know what a macaron is, it is an um, almond kind of meringue biscuit that has got a buttercream filling and like sometimes a jam or a curd um, with another biscuit on top. It's like a sa- like a biscuit sandwich, I would say. <laughs> um but they're quite meringue and almond-y. So they've only got a few kind of core ingredients, and the, the two of them are eggs and almonds. So you can kind of envision kind of what they, they look and taste like. Um, but we deliver all across the UK, deliver to kind of corporate businesses, um yeah, local deliveries. So yeah, sweet treats straight to your door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that sounds pretty impressive. <laughs> you you have me at sweet treats. So what um how did how did this come about then? How do you go from being um you know one day waking up and deciding I'm gonna be the macaron queen now? What 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 even happened there?
1: So um about six years ago (laughs) i i think i must have been watching like i'm addicted to food programs like i love the bake-off i love master chef i love jamie oliver um i love them all so i think i was watching the great british bake-off about six years ago and i was like you know what i can make macarons they look really hard let's give it a go (laughs) so i spent about two months teaching myself how to make macarons and i had come up with a business plan um was kind of really enthusiastic about it and then for one thing or another it just it just didn't kind of work out at that time and um, the job that i was doing was quite a demanding job so i kind of put it completely on the back burner then about a year and a half ago i thought no do you know what now now is the time <laughs> to kind of crack the, the business plan back out again and um, re-taught myself how to make macarons and to make them kind of how i wanted to make them and went for it tested and tested and tested and tested for about six months um kind of taught myself the the kind of basics of business um i did business at school so i was kind of trying to dragging up some kind of (laughs) information that was set right at the back um of my brain and then came across the kent foundation and thought actually maybe they can kind of steer me in the right direction where where i kind of want to go because i knew i'd got a product and I knew what I wanted to do with the product, um, and it was just kind of the next jump, if that makes sense.
0: So, what what happened then? So, you contacted the Kemp Foundation, and then what what happened with that?
1: So, I'd done. I contacted them about last January, I think it was, um, and up to that point in January, I had tested. Um, so many different recipes for the macarons, had tested so many different fillings on as many people as I could possibly kind of find <laughs> grabbing people off the street <laughs> and shoving macarons at them.
0: I wish um, I, I wish I'd have been on the street that day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Just throwing them at people. Um, I had done like as much market research as I as I could and was I felt that I could at that point and I kind of felt like I needed some kind of guidance as to where to to kind of take it next so i contacted them last january i found them on um i found them on instagram they the power, the power of instagram where it listens to you and i must have been having a conversation about it and it it kind of wow. popped up on my on my feed um which was an absolute godsend to be honest because i learnt like so much from them so um yeah contacted them last January and then they got in contact um kind of had a little chat with them and then waited for my mentor
0: (laughs) amazing so then you were allocated a mentor so for you you had the product you had you had the business in essence you knew what it was you wanted to do you've got your product you know what you want to sell you just needed a little bit of guidance when it came to kind of okay I've got all this done like where now
1: Yeah, definitely. So my brain was very like, um, like cloudy, I think about the kind of where to go next part. And I'd got all these ideas kind of bouncing around my head and all these kind of um, thought processes. And I almost needed or felt like I needed someone that was just completely unbiased, um, not a member of my family, not a friend, somebody that could kind of give me that information and that kind of nod in a kind of direction that i felt that i wanted to go in but felt like i needed to kind of soundboard it and um, so that for me was what i was really kind of looking for was someone that could kind of just say actually like have you thought about this have you thought about this have you thought about this as opposed to i mean a, a friend or a family member who's like yay go for it do it
0: <laughs> oh that's a great <laughs> which idea which so too.
1: lovely <laughs> yeah which is so lovely but when it's obviously your money your time and everything that you're kind of inputting into something that's so kind of personal to you as well you just want to make sure i think that you're kind of making the right decisions at that time
0: definitely so what happened then so you got given a mentor is that what happened
1: yeah so i got given a mentor um And I got given my mentor around the same time of a pandemic. So so where I was kind of going with my business, then kind of started to um, change slightly. Um, I have a day job as well. So I was then furloughed from my day job at that time, um, which again was probably a bit of a godsend because it meant that I had Unlimited time to focus on kind of everything that I needed to focus on with my um, macaron business. So um, I was having kind of weekly chats with my mentor, sometimes two weekly, sometimes three weekly. Um, and he was just like kind of listening and giving guidance and advice. And some of what he said to me was just like completely eye opening. And I was like, oh my God, why have I not thought of this? And why have I not thought of this? And it was quite overwhelming, but in a good way.
0: How amazing.
1: So he he really did um, point me in the right directions. He never once said to me, no, don't do that or yes, do that. Because um, at the end of the day, it's my business, everything where I make kind of the decisions and the final decisions and everything. But if there was ever a time when I was like, oh, actually, I wonder what he would say about this or I wonder what advice he would give me about this. I would just pop him an email or um, we'd set up a Zoom call and I would be able to kind of get it out there see what his thoughts were and then take that information back and make those final decisions.
0: Sometimes you just need that you just need somebody to just check in don't you and just say what do you think is this right should I do this is this a good idea what, what do you reckon am I crazy?
1: Yeah definitely and I think um, especially when you've got something that is a product that you have spent like so much time working on um, you can almost get a bit not clouded by that, but you're I worry sometimes that my judgment might be a bit passionate about the product and not necessarily in the correct business sense, if that makes sense. So I think for me to have that person that was again impartial that had 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 eaten macarons but hadn't necessarily got as much of an interest in the business as such as what I had, um, was just really helpful to kind of sort out the kind of passion about the product and the passion about the business and to separate those feelings if that makes sense
0: Mm. yeah just somebody to kind of educate you a bit more so about the business side of stuff than actually about the love that you just have for the macarons and the making and the baking and and everything that goes with it so you mentioned you got given your mentor and then obviously the pandemic happened so for those people listening uh, way in the future we are doing this um, conversation December 2020 so we're still technically in um, the coronavirus situation everything is still kind of restricted and especially across across Kent Um, so how did that change your business then because that would have thrown you into a bit of a spin I expect you've got one idea and then all of a sudden the world stops and you think oh no I need to I need to think of something else how am I going to do this how am I going to adapt
1: yeah definitely so my original original kind of business plan was um taking my mac to local cafes and kind of working with a lot of local businesses um to supplying them and supplying like farm shops and things like that um and then everything shut so <laughs> there was <laughs> a slight flaw in that plan and um, so then we kind of I kind of had, had wanted to be able to do them postals and delivering and kind of local like delivering to customers and things um and as I say posting across the UK and I had thought about it but wasn't going to kind of it was going to be like a separate arm of the business. So I very much changed the way I thought and kind of flipped kind of a 180 straight away and went with, right, well, let's just get on with developing the packaging, researching the packaging, um, posting again to, I've got family and friends up and down the country, posting them out to them very quickly just to make sure that they survive the journey Um, and focusing all my attention on that part of it. As opposed to kind of the supplying the local businesses and cafes and things like that.
0: Mm. So, so what what came of that then? Like, how how did that make you feel when that happened? Kind of what as as a business owner, how did how did that affect you? How did it make you feel?
1: I think mm. because I was very very at the very very beginning of the journey, I I I, vag- I vaguely remember thinking to myself and having a conversation with my partner and saying to him. Oh, do you know what? Maybe the pandemic's aside, maybe I just shouldn't be doing this. And I'm very much someone that has, I stay in a safe lane. I like to kind of think about the risks and then I tend to talk myself out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I go, it's okay, well, we'll just park that there. Hence why I had the first original idea six and a half years ago. So <laughs> I think um, for me, I absolutely could have gone nah do you know what actually the pandemic's a sign but i didn't and i think that's i i very much didn't want to let my mentor down because he really believed in the product and he really believed in my business um and i didn't want to let myself down and i thought do you know what actually you you've been given a a great opportunity with the furlough where i was furloughed from my day job and you have got at the minute who knows an unlimited amount of time to focus all your energy on this so i tried to spin it into like something quite positive um but at the beginning i was very much like oh no (laughs) oh dear what do i do now (laughs) and panic definitely set in for the first week i would say (laughs)
0: So maybe maybe it was a sign, you know, getting furloughed. And so, what do out of interest, what do you do for your day job? Is that at all related? No,
1: it's really boring. Um, I work in finance.
0: Ah, <laughs> okay. So, so when yeah. when you started like baking and stuff, was that was that as like an escape for something different from work?
1: Yeah. So my previous job, the the day job that I've got now, I've done for about four years, but the job that I had before that I worked at Marks and Spencer's for 10 years and I was um, a food manager there. I was their food safety expert, had a lot to do with their kind of audits and um, food hygiene and all their kind of like TSL and like food safety things. So I had a background in knowing the hygiene side of it, knowing the kind of food safety side of it. Um, I did food technology at school for A level. It's <laughs> like the only A level that I have.
0: when <laughs> um, you need? you I make <laughs> macarons? It clearly <laughs> yeah, works. exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. So I, um, I really wanted to go and do food science at university, but I hadn't picked the right A levels to do. So I kind of fell into retail and stayed in that job for for ten years. And I worked with food a lot within that day job within like their cafe and hospitality kind of side of it um but then I would come home and I would bake all the time I baked and baked and baked and the amount of cookery books that I've got the amount of baking books that I've got is like moving when I moved house they were the things that I was like nope we need to make sure we bring them like don't forget the baking books oh, wow! <laughs> um, and like I've just always always loved baking always loved baking and it has been as you say like a bit of an escape from reality I just I get really lost in baking and the science of it and how you can do something one day and I think that's probably why I really liked macarons as well because the littlest thing can change the outcome of them and as frustrating as that is sometimes when you're trying to bake like a thousand of them it's (laughs) it's frustrating but also I find it really fascinating and think I didn't do anything different this time and you think oh actually it's like three degrees warmer in the room or it's two degrees cooler and or the eggs weren't out for 13 minutes they were out for 12 minutes and it's things like that that I find really interesting
0: wow see when I bake a cake I just chuck everything in and hope for the best and if I remember I set a timer and then I'm genuinely disappointed because sometimes I I can bake and I'm like check me out (laughs) And then other times I'm like, oh no, that that's a frisbee, not a cake. So
1: <laughs> I, I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't get it right all the time.
0: <laughs> well, hats off to you. So what what else do you like to bake other than um, macarons? So obviously that's your business, but so yeah. if you were just doing something for fun, what would you bake?
1: Probably cakes, cupcakes. Um... Gingerbread. I'm really into gingerbread at the minute. Very
0: mm, <laughs> festive. Festive. Yeah, I
1: think it's because it's festive. Um, marshmallows. Marshmallows are really cool to make. I love making
0: marshmallows. Wow.
1: <laughs> they're hard, but they're. I love them just because. Again, you don't know that they're ever going to come out correctly.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: um But I love things like pies. So I love pastry and I love bread. Um, I don't get to make bread as often as what I would like, but that's just because it's quite time consuming.
0: <laughs> you said, do you know what you said earlier? You were like, I don't like taking risks. But actually, when you when you just said that about the baking, you're like, I don't know how they're going to come out and maybe if I change something. So I guess there is that is your risk, isn't it? That That's the risk that you can kind of control, that you enjoy, is seeing what you can change. Because am I right that um, your macarons come in all different flavours, don't they?
1: Yeah, so I've got like 12 staple flavours <laughs> and then they change every season. So um at the minute also we've got Christmas ones on, um had autumn flavours, summer flavours, spring flavours, um and just try I try to do like kind of three or four festive seasonal kind of flavours. So yeah, 12 core flavours. Um and we make everything, I say we, I make everything myself, so like all the jam is homemade, all the curd is homemade, the salted caramel is all homemade um also because then I know what's gone into it but I wouldn't I I would like to know that if I'm buying something from somebody that's kind of making it them themselves you know that a little bit more love and a little bit more care has kind of gone into it I think
0: absolutely and what's your favorite what's your your personal favorite flavor what is it
1: it changes on, like, an absolutely bitty basis. <laughs> That's what I'd be like.
0: I'd be like, no, definitely this one. Oh, no, i like. I better eat another one. I like this one. Yeah.
1: No, I'm very lucky that I get to eat them all, all of the time. <laughs> so, wow. um, lemon meringue is normally the one that I go back to just because I love lemon curd. And the lemon curd is, like, so Moorish. Um, and it's got, a like, white chocolate drizzled on the top. And I just love white chocolate as well. So, for me, the lemon curd and lemon meringue pie, I think, is my absolute favourite. Um, then apple pie because I've got apple jam in there, (laughs) strawberries and cream because of the strawberry jam. (laughs) And what's your... your The salted caramel. I
0: love salted Um, caramel.
1: That's the best selling is salted caramel.
0: That doesn't surprise me.
1: (laughs) I bought it onto the menu in September for the autumn flavours. Um, it hadn't featured until then and I really underestimated how popular it was going to be because I thought because I know quite a few people that don't like salted caramel so when I was doing the testing they were like oh no actually I don't like salted caramel I'm really sorry and I'm like no honestly it's fine don't apologize you're you're helping me out by testing it um, but then I know other people that absolutely go mad for it so I thought it'd be a bit 50 50 and but no people went mental for it and I've not had anybody do because i do the boxes are in 6 12s and 18s and i've not had anybody order 18 of one flavor until salted caramel salted caramel came out
0: really i that i <laughs> yeah can, they
1: ordered 18 that, salted caramel. that, that would and be my, like, like, like
0: my best friend that would be like literally yeah. <laughs> like katie's come in bring 18 salted caramel that would that would i don't know who these people are who don't like salted caramel <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who they are but oh that's that's amazing so what what are your plans are going forward um what what are your plans now kind of where, where's the business going what's happening
1: to take over the world yeah. <laughs> kind of.
0: so um I am
1: very lucky that I have made I mean Instagram is like my best friend for uh, for somebody I was so scared I think I remember I think a conversation with you way back in like March April time and I'd said something about how I hated Facebook and I was like so scared of using Facebook and um, I think you and a couple of other people were like no get on Facebook you need to use it and since then I have and actually I don't mind it (laughs) Um, but it has brought me so much business and a lot of connections as well so um, I'm very lucky that I've made quite a lot of connections with local bakers and people in the local area Um, and I've now got about kind of seven or eight cake like cake suppliers in the area that I supply macarons to on kind of a, a weekly bi-weekly kind of basis so um, that for me was something that I really wanted to focus on because um, the thought of them putting like so much hard work into their cakes and then my little macarons going on top was just like I loved the thought of that um, so I really want to kind of expand on that and kind of hopefully when we can start getting cafes and things back open getting my products into um, kind of local businesses. Um, I've got quite a lot of ideas for food fairs and um, kind of summer fairs and things like that over the kind of coming months Um, and various different products. So I've got got a lot of products that are kind of being tested and waiting for the right moment (laughs) to launch them um where they just need like a bit of tweaking but at the minute I'm so busy with Christmas that I just need to focus on Christmas first and then hopefully January we can kind of focus on getting those products to the standard that I want them to and then out into the big wide world
0: (laughs) and and how nice will that be to be able to get to fairs and get to see people and that you know that yeah. that's i think that's something especially small businesses like even just like the little farmers markets you know it's december so the christmas markets like you 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 kind of take it for granted and then when you can't do it you think oh i i actually really enjoy that i really i really miss that we we're not going to get that this time so in terms of um Business wise, what would you say is the best business advice that you've ever been given? Is there is there anything that anyone has ever said to you that kind of has stuck in your brain or that you always kind of come back to?
1: Um definitely. I think trust your gut. I think you know your business and you know your product, especially if it's a product kind of based business, you know it better than anybody else. If you're not confident in it, your customer isn't going to be confident in it and the consumer isn't going to be confident in it or your client isn't going to be confident in it and I think having confidence in what you're offering whether it be a service or um a product is definitely the best thing that I've kind of been told if you don't if you don't like it if you can't be bothered to talk about it then no one's gonna be bothered to listen
0: yeah and I also really just to go back on something else you said I really liked what you said about the um you know these these odd people that don't enjoy salted caramel um but but you said it, <laughs> it was it was okay like and and they gave you feedback and they said that's not for me and that's okay like it, it's not it's not a personal insult it doesn't mean your whole business is going to fail because Vera down the road didn't like salted caramel you know and, it, and it's good to remember that isn't it And it's good to kind of keep perspective
1: yeah definitely and I think don't be afraid of criticism because I mean, obviously, if someone's on Instagram or Twitter and they're like, you're rubbish, that's really mean, that's not nice. But when it's constructive feedback and constructive criticism, especially when you're a small business, I think it's always good to just have your ears open and just to always listen Um, because you don't know what bit of information is going to be the key bit Mm -hmm. that could absolutely turn your business around. Um, Or the bit that, as you say, you always go back to that bit of advice, I think don't be scared of people saying they don't like it because you're never going to please everybody all of the time. And if you're striving to please everybody all of the time, you'll feel like you failed because you're, it's just, it's an impossible kind of task and um, thing to try and achieve.
0: Absolutely. And um, I, somebody told me something funny once, and it was, it was something like, Oh, there's, there's still people who who go to Burger King because they don't like McDonald's. And McDonald's are the the a billion, you know, multi-billion-pound company. They don't care. They don't care that some people prefer something else over it. That they're they're in their lane. They're doing what they do. You know, they're sticking to what they know works and what works for them and for their for their customer. And I guess that if you're if you're tuned in, like you said about listening, you know, pay attention. Pay attention to what other people are telling you because you don't know what you don't know. And Things, things like this and you hear other people's stories and people might be listening to this and something might have gone in their head and they think oh my gosh yeah like why haven't I done that why didn't I think about expanding this or you know adding more flavors or it sometimes it's the smallest little thing that you can kind of get from somebody and it and it just it just sticks with you and it and it just works
1: definitely and I think um I think an- another really good thing that I've I mean, and I'm still not there 100% with it, but I have tried to install in myself is about not comparing yourself. So I follow so many food accounts on Instagram and Facebook and everything. And there have been times where I'll be, I'll wake up and I'll just be scrolling through Instagram and I'll be like, oh, wait, why are they doing that? Or how are they doing that? Why am I not doing that? Why have I not done this? And, and I think a classic kind of example would be a couple of weeks ago I was on Instagram and somebody was like oh we've sold out of all our Christmas we're fully booked and I was like well, why am I not sold out why am I not fully booked and then I was like number crunching I was like well one I'm quite near to being sold out and quite near to being fully booked but also I'm fully I'm my my capacity of what I can bake is within my capacity of what I can make, is within what I have to do on a day-to-day basis and what time I allocate and how how much I'm prepared to stay up till midnight and <laughs> baking and filling and decorating. Whereas that person might be going to bed at eight o'clock or that person that's fully booked in at the beginning of December might be working three other jobs. You don't know because it's the powers of Instagram that make everything look beautiful and happy and jolly. And um, so I think absolutely don't compare yourself to other people it's good to do your market research and it's good to to check out what the competition's kind of doing because that is healthy but to not be putting yourself down by comparing what you haven't done and And focusing on what you have done
0: exactly and always remember that actually there's somebody else who's looking at you you know, there's somebody else that's looking at you going, oh, my gosh, she's doing this. And like you say, it's healthy. It's constructive to be like, gosh, oh, my gosh, she's doing that. That's a great idea. I'm going to interpret that for myself and I'm yeah, going to adapt definitely. it and I'm and I'm going to do this. And that, that's fantastic. But you do need to take Instagram and the whole social media. You only see what people want you to see. So they're only telling oh, you they're fully booked <laughs> because they want you to know because they want to create that scarcity you know like oh gosh i better i better quickly book or oh i'm so lucky that i got in and i booked when i did because now there's now there's none left and like you say it's totally different for everybody fully booked to one person could mean that they've got five orders because that's all they want to do because actually they've planned to do yeah. other stuff or it's not their priority it's not their full time gig or, or whatever um mm-hmm. you, you've got you've got to kind of think of it just in perspective because otherwise like you said it's just it gets so overwhelming and you start to th- out yourself and start to think, oh, I'm not, I'm not as good as that, and you know, you you don't want to get there, you don't want to put yourself there.
1: No, because again, then you've not got confidence in what you're doing, and then your consumer or your your client isn't going to have the confidence in in what you're doing. So I think it's, but again, it's very easy to get kind of lost in that game of social media. So it's always about kind of, I think, trying to remind myself of m- what I'm doing in my business and my goals and my business strategy um and kind of taking instagram and everything else on kind of face value
0: exactly and I guess that's why it's important to have a strategy and to have a plan because then when you when you do go a little off piece like we do as we're looking at Instagram and we think oh she's done this that's amazing you know it's good to have something to kind of come back to to ground yourself to think well hang on this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it and this is this is where I'll be in three months in six years or you know wherever and you and if you can see if you see where you're going then you can't you know when you get there because if you don't have a plan and lots of people say oh I haven't got a business plan I'm just kind of winging it and I'm seeing how it goes <laughs> and you know and then that's great but also then you don't know if you've got there you don't know that you actually your goal when you start might be to fully be fully booked for Christmas you know but unless you're planning towards that in September October you know you don't even realize or, or you don't even know when it when it happens and then you can't you can't acknowledge it and one of the big things that I like is kind of reminding people like you've got to clap for yourself like you've got to be be proud and stop and say hang on I've launched a macaron business and I've got 12 flavors and I've got you know that that's that's amazing to, to come from from an idea that you put you put down at one point and you're oh maybe not maybe not and then you came back to it and now look at you that's that's incredible
1: thanks I think yeah I mean you've got I think as you say you've got to be a biggest champion haven't you so <laughs> I try but I I very much like a list I do like a plan I do like a kind of a business plan and very much as you say I like to tick things off and think actually yeah I've done that that's amazing um because otherwise you don't know if you're heading in the right direction or or the wrong direction I feel Mm.
0: and you can get a bit caught up doing things that perhaps don't quite align with where you want to get to because they're fun and because you think oh that'd be really good oh that'd be really nice to do that but is it actually getting me closer or nearer or, you know, is it even in the direction I actually want to go in or or is it just a distraction? Because as self-employed business owners, everything is sparkly. Everything is wonderful, isn't it? And it can be it can be hard. So yeah. how, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with kind of you? I mean, for you, I imagine it's even worse because. You know, you can go and start baking and you could come up with with 40 flavors and, and stuff, couldn't you? And yeah, it'd be so I think, distracting.
1: I think like the summer was when I was like, oh my God, I've got 95 different flavors for summer. This is amazing. And then I was like, hmm, how are you going to physically bake 95 flavors? Make 95 jams, do this, do that. I was like, whoa, bring it in a little bit. So I am very lucky that um, the, my boyfriend is. know so supportive but also very much is like don't like work a thousand hours if it's not going to get you any further so he's very good at um kind of making me see the bigger picture making me always refer back to the plan making me always think um is this actually going to get me as you say any further in the right direction or am i just doing this because I think it's the right thing to do, but actually my gut is telling me it's not the right thing to do.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and I think always, just always referring back to the plan, always referring back to the plan, because especially when you've got a product that you're really passionate about, it's so easy to to think, <laughs> why don't I spend a day developing this and I can do this and I can do this. And then when it doesn't work, it's so frustrating and so like disheartening that you then have a day where you do lose sight of the bigger picture but then the next day you get up you look at your plan again and you think actually no done that one hasn't worked we'll move on to the other 93 flavors that that might work
0: (laughs) and and that's Um, that's lovely because like anything in life that is trial and error and that's lovely that you've got somebody there you mentioned your boyfriend like champing in you and obviously i mean I can see why he does that because you feed him macarons, so I'm sure he, I'm sure he is like, oh babe, put me some more. <laughs> I really. He's like, oh, is that leftover buttercream
1: there? Can I,
0: can I eat that? <laughs> oh, oh All right. Well, just, just on on that note, we're going to kind of um come to an end. But it's been it's been so good talking to you, and you can see you're know, you. so excited and so you know bubbly, and I'm and I'm. I for one I'm already like do I need macaron do I need <laughs> you know so, that, so that's that's a sign of a of thank a, you of a good chat when I'm when I'm definitely invested <laughs> by the end of it so just for everybody else that's listening who now absolutely needs to buy some salted caramel macarons <laughs> yes. tell, them, tell them where they can find you so um
1: www.lilyrose macarons and it's macarons with one one o not two O's um, macarons.com um or find me on instagram or facebook um, at lily rose macarons
0: and it is not a macaroon it's not
1: a macaroon (laughs) (laughs) i spend my life telling people the difference between macaron and macaroons and correcting people and but you know it's it is what it is people you know people say it how they want to say
0: it so <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of i'm kind I'm of impressed so i said it right, right the whole thing i don't think i said macaroons but because <laughs> i'm like no you that. didn't i'm very,
1: very impressed
0: <laughs> uh, but, i'm very impressed just before i let you go i've got a couple of little questions totally irrelevant just mm-hmm. first answers just designed to be a little bit of fun okay so oh, i love this if you had, oh, I'm glad you do, because no one does. <laughs> everyone everyone <laughs> groans at me at this point. They're like, oh, let me off the call, Katie. <laughs> okay, so if you had a superpower, any superpower in the world, what would it be and why?
1: Uh, to create more time. <laughs> to be my able gosh. to have more time. Um, to make days longer. <laughs> that would be my power.
0: And what would you do? What would you do with it? Um. I (laughs)
1: it's gonna be really boring business answer I'd make more macarons
0: (laughs) (laughs) just keep baking, keep going
1: yeah I would give myself more time to make macarons and then more time to spend with my friends and family because at the minute I don't I mean obviously we're in lockdown so we're we're not kind of seeing many people but um there have been so many times where I've had to be like oh no I'm really busy baking I'm really sorry I'll come next time or um kind of i'll see i'll see you another day and so definitely i think more time to spend with my friends and family
0: wow and what about because it is christmas so final question um what is your favorite christmas song of all time um all i want for christmas is you (laughs) by mariah carey
1: same as my sister old christmas (laughs) is it brilliant (laughs) Christmas is like my absolute favourite time of year, I love it, I get into the festive spirit from about November, Um, I don't know if it's where I used to work in retail, so we'd be planning Christmas from like July, but I I just love Christmas so much, it's my absolute favourite.
0: That's really nice to hear, because most people that worked in retail tell me how much they hate Christmas, because they've been planning it it since (laughs) July, and they're sick of it, by the time it gets to December, they're like, no, no more Christmas, Easter. (laughs)
1: yeah no i'm the weirdo that i loved it i used to run the christmas shop i used
0: to love it absolutely love it so ah, amazing Ah, well thank you so much eva thank you so much for for joining me and um is there anybody just i'd like to ask people is there anybody that you want to give um kind of a little shout out to or is there anybody perhaps in the kent foundation or anything that you follow or you want to you want to give a mention to
1: um, yeah, definitely. So Rowan, um who contacted me first of all was so helpful and has always been really helpful. Um but Miranda, I think, um from Girls Got Curves. Oh god, I hope I've got that right. You have, you have, you have. <laughs> yes. Um I adore her. She I remember calling her once when I couldn't do something on Facebook and I called her um, well, I think I might message her and she called me straight away and she was like no just do this this and this um, and she has been like such a supporter of macarons as well and just her whole vibe I just love everything about her <laughs> I'm a bit obsessed <laughs> um, just yeah she's been so helpful anytime where I've needed help so no, definitely a massive shout out to Miranda and again the Kent Foundation in, in general have just been Um, like so supportive of of anything that I've needed to know I I know who to go to um, and who to ask so they've been really helpful
0: oh fab that's really lovely to hear and and on that note if anybody is listening to this and they're thinking gosh I've got some ideas I'd like some advice on maybe you're starting a business then by all means get in touch or maybe you are a business and you would like to share your experience you'd like to mentor um But again, do get in touch because we're always looking for people. There's a whole kind of wealth of knowledge. Everybody's got different skills. Everybody's got something different to bring to the table. And that's why it works because there really is something like that everybody can use, that everybody can take away. And like you say, you know, Rowan, Miranda, massively helpful, massively positive. And and sometimes that's what you need that. You need somebody just to say, you've got this, you can do it
1: definitely definitely and i think my mentor as well they paired me with somebody who um doesn't work in food has got a very very different business to me um but just the business knowledge that they have is just amazing so again massive shout out to them because they have been so supportive
0: brilliant thank you so much well that concludes our interview thank 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 you. you Ever so much, Eva. And for those of you that want to go and buy your macarons now, then by all means, head over to Eva on the web address that she gave you. Was it Lily Rose Macarons? Have I got that right? Yes,
1: Lily Rose, um, Lily with one L as well, because sometimes people spell Lily with two L's. So, I mean, I like to make it really difficult for people to find me. Lily Rose (laughs) Macarons.
0: (laughs) And and even if they just want to look at some pretty stuff on Instagram, you know, look at some mouth-watering things, have their say about your new (laughs) flavors whatever like head head over there and and give give her a like and find them so thank you ever so thank much you. Eva. have a have an amazing christmas i hope you get all your thank orders you. done and you're not buried <laughs> under yes. everything in your kitchen and, and it's been i will be for a
1: few shit. days but it's fine <laughs> thank you so much all
0: right speak to you soon thank you bye Thanks. Thank you everybody for tuning in to the Kemp Foundation podcast and like I mentioned if you are wanting any help with your business or perhaps you're just interested in finding out more then please do head over to the website and take a look. On a final note I just want to wish everybody a really Merry Christmas from everybody here at the Kemp Foundation and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Have a lovely time, happy holiday!